On the last episode of Conceptualized, we discussed the first half of the song City of Stars, which is a breakup song where we get a heavy dose of Logic's singing ability, which is definitely a sharp departure from his normal rapid-fire style of rapping. And even though he may not have the singing range of a rapper like Drake, Logic definitely has a pleasant singing voice of his own. We discussed how Logic wrote this song as a breakup from hip-hop, and more specifically, the hip-hop community, that tries to place artists in neatly labeled boxes. So metaphorically, the song City of Stars is Logic's breakup with the MC style that he's mostly been known for, and he does that by literally singing the entire first half of the song. We also discussed how Logic and his wife of two years, Jessica, divorced in 2018 putting a fairly large obstacle in Logic's road towards being the husband and father that he wants to be. This breakup song has so many layers and references that we had to break it into two parts. The first half, which we talked about in the last episode, is the melodic half that makes me think back to Logic's Young Sinatra moniker. Old Blue Eyes definitely had some pipes, and we gotta hear Logic use his own melodic talents. I doubt you even know what's on my mind. But the second half of the song, Logic comes back with his signature style flow. But he does something that is fairly uncommon in hip-hop. He crams three full 16-bar verses into one giant verse, laced with a massive amount of references and content that we have to break down. You're listening to Conceptualized, an episodic, comprehensive breakdown of hip-hop's transformative concept albums. Written and hosted by me, Rob Furlong. Produced and engineered by myself and James Vandegrift. Theme song by Blossom Music. Today on Conceptualized, we will continue our breakdown of the ninth song off The Incredible True Story, a song entitled City of Stars. And we'll get to hear how Logic changes his style flawlessly in an incredibly layered and complex song.
The theme song for Conceptualized Season 1 is called Space Cowboy, and I wanted to take the time to thank the artist, Blossom, for letting me use the track for Season 1. Blossom is an independent artist that makes laid-back, chill, instrumental hip-hop, so head over to SoundCloud to check them out. You can find them on SoundCloud or YouTube. Just search Blossom Music. The links are in the description. Make sure to go listen, like, and share. Part one of our City of Stars breakdown concluded with the last chorus where the production changes a little bit, and the drums from Kanye West's Heard Him Say come into Prep Logic's giant three-in-one verse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. From the shy, like Tim, it's a harder way. So this is in the name of love, like robbers say. Before you Logical waste almost no time getting into the heart of this verse. And you can tell right away that this verse has a little more pain and frustration to his delivery. Those very first lines in the verse already come in with a strong line about his label, Def Jam, and how they undershipped his debut album, Under Pressure. And that first line already comes with a Genius.com annotation from none other than Logic himself. It reads, quote, I don't want people to mistake this line, because I'm not angry. Things are great with my label. I'm blessed. I have a great deal. It's a partnership. On my first album, I was undershipped. There were states damn near that didn't get the album. Just imagine you work your whole life for this one day. The release of your debut. You only get to do that one time, and you're selling records with your hands tied behind your back. I never had a single on the radio. I never had anything to show and prove that I could actually sell these records. And it is a business. This time around, it's a totally different story. It's amazing. So I was just being honest, but I was not being hateful." End quote. If we look back into the history of hip-hop artists that have highly regarded debut albums in the last decade, almost every single one of them had been co-signed by platinum artists before the release of their album. Drake had a very close relationship with Lil Wayne in 2008, and was featured on Wayne's Dedication 3 mixtape. Working with Lil Wayne helped Drake's popularity prior to his debut album, Thank Me Later. J. Cole has been grinding away on his own mixtapes in 07 and 08 before he was able to get attention from Jay-Z. Jay signed him to an imprint label, where he released a couple highly regarded mixtapes, and featured on Jay's much-anticipated album, The Blueprint 3. Hey, 
a star Does fame in this game have to change who you are? Or could I be the same one who came from a faraway life Just to make it in these Broadway lights Now shining in the broad day light Go figure A slow transition from a little broke nigga from the Ville Got a deal, a real life saver Dreams of being behind the wheel like Jada I chill now this definitely helped J. Cole's recognition prior to releasing his debut album, Cole World. Kendrick Lamar was dubbed the new king of the West Coast in 2011 by Snoop Dogg. He had been co-signed by Dr. Dre and had been featured on albums by The Game and Drake. He even had his own song on Drake's Grammy-winning album, Take Care. For my nemesis, I'm in the matter of man, arm wrestling hands. I was dope when I said the music business was all I needed. When I got it, I was greeted by an alien that said last year that she slept with a Canadian and gave him an addiction that'll keep him in Mercedes Benz, bright lights, and Rihanna has a lady friend. My vice is similar. All of this before releasing his debut album, Good Kid Mad City. So, with those examples, it's easy to see that all of those artists were featured in established artists prior to their debut albums. In fact, it would be safe to say that all three of the artists I just referenced had high-profile songs with high-profile artists prior to the release of their debut albums. Logic not only didn't have any song of that degree, but the highest-profile name in hip-hop associated with Logic to this point was No ID, who was absolutely a high-profile producer but that's the point. He's a producer, not a household name in hip-hop. I bring all this information up not to make excuses for Logic, but to give us an understanding as to why Def Jam may have been more reluctant with Logic's debut album, to print the same amount of records as the three artists I mentioned above. Logic's name and outreach may have been perceived as less commercially viable, even though he was a well-respected artist in his own right. And it's understandable to see why Logic is a little frustrated with that. And he will channel that frustration into a long verse that we are literally only two bars into. He continues by relating his relationship with Def Jam to an abusive one, with a shout out to his fans as they picked up the slack and bought every physical copy. Even comparing his fans to Whitney Houston's fans that ran to her side when the world found out about the abusive relationship she had with Bobby Brown. Logic even cleverly uses the line, quote, know my name around the world and it still ain't hit me, end quote, as a double entendre, relating to his own awareness of his fame and his previous reference to Bobby and Whitney. After that line of thought, Logic will bring up a subject that gives him a lot of attention in both positive and negative ways. And that subject is race. For those of you who don't know, Logic is biracial with a black father and a white mother. With that being said, given his blue eyes and lighter skin complexion, Logic can easily be perceived as a white man, presented him with a whole set of racially biased criticism on all sides of the issue. This has led to Logic discussing race more than a lot of rappers have had to. 
was just a youngin', but this type of shit I seen before. Y'all see a white boy, but my daddy a Negro. Half breed motherfucker grip the mic and heat flow. I just wanna spread love, they want me to bleed slow. I just wanna keep the on my memories, please come and taste this Papa was a black man, mama was a racist Growing up she called me nigga, kids called me cracker While the whites got whiter, and the blacks got blacker I was hurting, doing everything I can Perceived as a white boy with the soul of a black man God damn, looking up to Malcolm X Studying his speeches and underlining texts How can I be white? And I kinda got the feeling that a woman is behind it So I'm always chasing tales, the real life sonic Son, I had to come from somewhere, right? Nah, nah. See, homie, race is not the issue. And if you step into me like it is, I'll dismiss you. The second you listen, the second you up and watch a young brother elevate. Uh, I'm black and white, but racism I still cannot evade. I never understood the concept even to this day. You know we're all the same in the eyes of a blade. Cause when men shed blood, it's still the same shade. And that's why I'm just a man. All of those different references came from different mixtapes released prior to his debut album, Under Pressure. Although race is mentioned subtly in the album, he never once mentions it in any significant way on the album. And even with that being the case, Logic still has to address his race in interviews to promote the album. Morning everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God, we are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest hanging with us this morning. That's right. Goes by the name of Logic. Yo, so first and foremost, I've waited years to hear that introduction. This is crazy, I'm beyond happy to be here. Okay, absolutely. Well, yeah. FYI, you, out of all the white rappers that were on the BET Hip Hop Awards, you and G-Eazy were the only ones I knew. Um, he's only half okay. white. Half white. He's half white, half black. I look white, whatever. Yeah, but, but it's funny because every time I saw him, I was like, why is Logic and G-Eazy in every cypher? Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know. Because they rap? That's why? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, it seemed like they had a, well, he's not completely white, but a white rapper in every cypher this shit. I don't know. I don't, maybe they're trying, I don't, I don't know, maybe they're trying to appeal to a different crowd or something. Me? I just went there for the hip hop. Why do you keep calling him a white rapper? You don't consider yourself a white rapper? No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I look he's white, a... but I'm biracial. You know right. what I mean? So I'm black and white, but I know how I look. I know how I might be perceived. Your father's black. My father's black. Yeah. That means you are a black man. I'm a, I, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> it depends. It's, it's, it's he's like, not, like... He could go both ways, though. It yeah. No, it really depends. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mentor, Solomon, he always told me there's a couple things you don't argue about. Sports, religion, you know, race. politics, and race. Yeah. So you, know? you use so it, it goes the first question that Charlemagne asks Logic is about being a white rapper. And Logic even does his best to try and make it about the music, but still has to navigate the race waters right off the bat. That being said, Logic will have a good response as he finishes his stanza with these couple lines. Logic will get a little of his frustration out with those lines before he goes into a rapper flex by name dropping some of the high profile names in hip hop that he is engaging with, like Rick Rubin, who produced some of the biggest songs in hip hop history. That Jay-Z has I'm from Rags the richest niggas I ain't dumb I got 99 problems But a bitch ain't one Hit me 
99 pounds, but a bitch ain't one. If you have a girl problem, I forgot for you, son. I got 99 pounds, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Yes, And Big Daddy Kane. Sound so smooth. The B I G D A double D Y K A N E. I'm good and plenty. Serving many and any competition, wishing for an expedition. I'm straight up dissing and dismissing. Listen, rappers act so wild. Even paying homage to that line in Kane's most famous song, Smooth Operator, by selling out his name. Logic is a master at giving tributes in subtle ways to his favorite rappers, and he cleverly pays tribute to Big Daddy Kane both directly and indirectly at the same time. And then with a slight drop in the beat to a minimized beat, to emphasize his words, Logic will reference his mission to find paradise in a way that seems like perhaps he may be a little more confused as to how to he'll get there. Thinking they slick as fuck like they finna be front of me But let's get back to the music, I'm gone Outside of the solar system, I'm searching for paradise Living the life, bitch, I'm benefit like maybe he is wondering if he'll find it, after a very heartbreaking divorce, seemingly putting him two giant steps backward. However, he doesn't dwell on it too long, and moves on fairly quickly to another reason as to why he feels like he needs to break up, this time with hip-hop being the dumpy. These lines illustrate the toxic relationship hip-hop artists can have with the industry, and even the fans. If you talk to an old head hip-hop fan, a lot of them will never take artists like Tupac off the pedestal of the greatest of all time. However, we've gotten so far away from the 90s now that there are rappers and fans who have never listened to him in any serious way, because they were born well after his death. To even further Logic's point, although Tupac was known for his more introspective rhymes, he definitely wrote a lot of party songs as well that are all about sex, drugs, and hip-hop. For some reason, there are people that would wish harm on Drake because he is not as radical as Tupac, 
and has a lot more songs about sex, drugs, and hip-hop. And unfortunately, there's a lot of infighting in the hip-hop community, especially on the fan side of the equation. Logic will even explain this rhyme in an interview with Genius.com. That is not to discredit two fucking Tupac's discography of incredible songs that changed hip-hop in this fucking world, mm -hmm. okay? And that's also not to discredit Drake and, you know, from people who, because he's on the radio or he's mainstream or he's all this other shit, that he, oh, what, he didn't make too much? He didn't make all these incredible songs where he talks about his family and all the things he's been through? And so that shit is just like, don't discredit an artist um, and try to, and just put words in their mouth and say that's all they talk about. So for me, Pac is a genius. Um, you know, Pac and, and Drake are two completely separate artists. You know what I mean? They're, they're not even in each other's lanes. They're so different. They're so their own. And the, if anything, that was even more so even about me. Like, don't, don't be saying shit about me or this or that or that. We're all equal. All people. Pac talked about bitches. Drake talks about bitches. After his lines about Pac and Drake, Logic will again let the beat drop out to deliver a line that will continue to come up more frequently in his subsequent music. Yeah, now let uh, me let off. Tougher than raw denim, I flow you can identify. Tyler said it best back in the day, we just trying to get by. Two words, most deaf in my headphones, black on one side. Now I'm in another zone. Switch flows, fuck them up, play the game. Logic's tagline of peace, love, and positivity all stem from his continued claims that all people are equal. And as the beat comes back, he'll drop two more references from highly acclaimed artists. First, he'll drop Talib Kweli's name and a reference to his most famous song, Get By, produced by Kanye West. which is a song about persevering through adversity. Followed in quick succession by another reference, this time to Most Def and his highly underappreciated album, Black on Both Sides, which is a double entendre for Logic's biracial identity. After those references, Logic will rhyme a few bars that are all designed to be braggadocious and showcase lyrical superiority before he references another rap influence that we've mentioned before. A Tribe Called Quest, with their song award tour. The line referenced here is the mic in the hand. And Logic does it so quickly that you might not catch it before he references probably his biggest influence of all time, Kanye West. Brother... 
with a playoff of Kanye's final track off his debut album, The College Dropout, a song Kanye calls Last Call. Logic will start to paint a picture of someone who is trying his hardest to put out a positive message without sacrificing lyrical ability and flow. He knows that his music makes an impact on a lot of people and wants to maximize his reach with a major label that likely stunted his popularity by underestimating the success of his debut album, and finds himself coming across roadblocks in the form of racism and a growing anxiety that he will continue to deal with. We will discuss this growing anxiety and how it plays a major role from this point on in our next episode. Thanks again for listening to Conceptualize. And make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow, and most importantly, share. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you about Inspired by Neyave. Inspired by Neyave is an art collection by Michael Neyave that is concepted to help others feel inspired through his art of inspirational figures. His piece on Logic is amazing, and as soon as I saw it, I knew other Logic fans would love to get their hands on it. The good news is, you can head on over to inspiredbynayave.com and buy a print. These unique portraits are perfect for your office, bedroom, or art collection. Not only can you find Logic, but other inspirational artists like Drake, Chance the Rapper, and Eminem. Check it out. The link is in the description. That's inspiredbynayave.com.